Greetings and salutations, all you beautiful people, and welcome to another episode of Art of the Beholder, a show dedicated to all things eclectic in the world of art, where we do deep dives into deep cuts and help you understand why damn things matter. I'm your host, Novo Day, and today we're going to be talking about art and music, focusing on Parliament Funkadelic's fearless leader and the godfather of funk, George Clinton, through one of his magnum opuses, the Funkadelic album, Maggot brain to hash it out we are once again joined by one of our favorites miss alexander parsons of alexanderparsons.com welcome back to the show miss parsons oh well thank you happy You're to be welcome. back <laughs> before we dive in i it's been a hot minute miss parsons mm-hmm. i want to catch up what have you been up to i think the last time i looked at maybe an insta feed something like that i think i saw one of your paintings in a gallery do you have some updates some news to tell us about Yeah, I had a painting um, a couple, like a month or so ago at um, a local gallery setting in Atlanta that had like a collective of different artists. It was really fun. It was so gratifying to see like Atlanta come together, then watching people look at your painting and then like taking pictures of it and just like talk. I was like, oh, this is so great. It really clarified um, a lot just sitting back and watching it and and you know being that the quiet observer and and being like yeah man this is this is what you can't like that feeling you can't give me enough money for like that's like oh, that's why we do it that's why oh, we yeah. do it and so it definitely inspired me so I went and I got a bunch of more painting canvases and I started working on other painting and I'm looking up some artist grants and um looking up galleries and like collectives so I'm in I'm on that like vibe that roller coaster of trying to like get things moving Ooh, well then keep keep that energy going for the show Thanks. and so we need to tell the good people why why we're talking about george clinton's mm-hmm. career and one of his uh very inspirational albums maggot brain well part of the reason is i knew you were a um a parliament funkadelic super fan mm-hmm. i think the very time to- the very first show we ever did i th- i want to say it was the gen z and the future of fashion show mm-hmm. um i asked you like you know what are you wearing like these days or something like that and you thought <laughs> you thought i wanted to know what you're wearing oh yeah right now and you're like well i'm wearing this parliament funkadelic shirt or something like that <laughs> I'm wearing I a parliament you- mothership connection shirt which i have nice yes I and think, i i yeah. was like and then it's it's been brought up a lot you know so i was like oh man this is i always wanted to do a show on george clinton and his career um with his his musical collectives and maga brain is very special and dear to my heart and i knew that you know once we uh became friends on the show it was it was destiny yeah i think so it was destiny it is it, it's an album that if you're a music head like everybody's gonna have to oh yeah fall in we're love gonna with nerd out point. yeah oh yeah every music head and nerd and musicologist or whatever you call yourself connoisseur connoisseur connoisseur, uh, connoisseur <laughs> always always eventually yes talks about maga brain because maga brain stands as a testament for when musical experimentation goes incredibly right as it's equal parts dangerous and raw and at the same time progressive and provocative helping to pave the way for so many different forms of funk over the years eventually evolving the new wave and in a lot of ways how we even have hip-hop today now before we can discuss of course we all need a little background 
So I'm going to, we're going to talk, usually I keep these background sections short and sweet, Miss Parsons, as you well know, so we can get the discussion section. But I really feel like to get to know, to really understand maggot brain, you have to, you have to understand George Clinton, because he was the fearless leader that was the parliament first, then it became parliament, or, well, their sister act, Funkadelic, renamed, and then they rebranded the parliaments as parliament. And then they became one, a collective that P-funk. they called Parliament Funkadelic. Right. <laughs> and there's a reason that, well, we were not going to get into the heavy, heavy history, but there was legal disputes and all this shit. They had mm-hmm. to change names for copyright reasons and because usually the label owns the rights to the yeah. name and all that kind of shit. But let's let's get to know George Clinton first. OK, so George Clinton was born George Edward Clinton. On July 22nd, 1941, in Kannapolis, New North Carolina. Now, when he was first getting into music, he first named his group The Parliaments mm-hmm. with a the. And it was named after, of course, the fucking cigarette company. And it was talk about humble beginnings. You know, when I was reading the reading the history here, it was a vocal quintet formed in 1956, initially performing doo-wop music. So before George Clinton and his his gang of brothers and sisters that made Mm P-Funk, you know, before they got into, you know, sex, drugs and rock and rock and roll, there were a barbershop. Yeah. quintet like doing acapella and shit like that. that was the place to be was the the barbershop that was like the hip cool it still is sometimes but yeah yeah and the and their barbershop was not only i believe george owned the barbershop that they met in and obviously ran that business but also was kind of this hangout for musicians and artists and you know, mm-hmm. all of these these vagabonds that came together to, to create new and innovative things. And like a lot of people starting out, I think we all know this feeling very well. Uh, they didn't find a lot of success. <laughs> they didn't find they couldn't they couldn't they could not they could not make. I think they only had one hit and it really wasn't a hit hit, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he kind of. uh he went back to the drawing board, and luckily at the time, George was hired by Motown to become an arranger and producer and songwriter for a lot of the acts that they had. And that's when I think he started to really hone his craft. And that's when he was like, you know what? I'm going to try something different. And how Funkadelic came along. So I think that's the first thing we got to tell the good people. I think a lot of people get confused. And I remember yeah, it is back confusing. in the day. Yeah, back in the day, I was confused on which one was Parliament, which one was Funkadelic. So they are separate acts, people, good people. So Parliament, just a singular name, is one band. Funkadelic is one band. And then they would often tour and even create music together as Parliament-Funkadelic or just Parliament-Funkadelic, which later even evolved into, they often would, yeah, shorten that to P-Funk as... um, Miss Parsons already joked about. And then they would be like the P Funk All All Stars. Yeah. Or George Clinton. It would be like the G- George Clinton and the P Funk All Stars is usually what the modern version what of the nation is. under the groove. You know what's funny? <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that up. That was the very first album I ever bought from them, was One Nation Under a Groove. Oh, that's I know awesome. there's. I know there's probably a lot of P-Funk heads listening to this right now and being like, why aren't you fucking doing that one? Like, <laughs> we'll get to that. I feel like One Nation Under Groove and Mothership Connection are great albums. 
But there's something about Maggot Brain, you know? I've heard a lot of people who love Parliament, especially up in up in New York and P Funk, they're always like, oh, Maggot Brain, it's the best album. Like they Yeah, we always the last go back one to they did. Brain. Yeah, it was the last Well it was the last or it was less the Funkadelic, last- right? Yeah. Well it was the last Funkadelic, Funkadelic album with all of the original members because they yes. went on to it was only their third LP again or something yeah. about the third LP. Uh, it was a lot the, of it members. was only their third LP. Oh yeah. yeah, that was so. That's part of the history is so when the Parliaments member separate from just Parliament mm-hmm. um, went to tour to try to promote their music and try to you know help find an audience. And they still were quite unsuccessful. Well, they hired a backing band. So it was the quintet and then another five musicians equaling 10. And they realized, you know what? Let's go back to the drawing board. Let's include some of these touring musicians. And that's how they became Funkadelic, right? Yeah. The bassist at the time dubbed them Funkadelic, came up with the name. And then they started to get experimental. This is when they found the, the sex, drug, and rock and roll. Yeah, a lot of LSD and mm-hmm. a lot of experimentation. But the beauty of this, so they were formed in the late 60s, approximately 1968. But the beauty of this was, you know, as much as Funkadelic was raw and progressive and punk and just, you know, pushing the envelope, there was a side of George Clinton that was still like, you know what, I just want to write simple fun, funky, four-on-the-floor hits. Mm -hmm. And that's why he rebranded the parliaments to just be parliament. And he used the exact same members. So it was like Mm -hmm. 10 to fucking 12. And they focused on, you know, let's make the hits. Four-on-the-floor, simple, traditional. And so that's when they, you know, eventually wrote Mothership Connection and We Want the Funk. You know, they wrote that one. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I feel like these two white people need to get the fuck off. like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> sorry no 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 we're a little funky i love i love me some funk uh that's probably the whitest it's thing when mind. i say when i say funky that's so funky yeah. so yeah so parliament went on to do that and of course funkadelic went on to be that yeah the other side of that coin the 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 um experimental you know let's try a little of everything that parliament is not trying and they they so as much as Parliament was more focused on the R&B kind of funk, you know, a little more stable, a little more straightforward. Funkadelic was more on the psychedelic rock and fusion yeah. funk. The, um, eventually would become jazz fusion and hip hop and all these other forms yep. that they yep. kind of, you know, originated in a lot of ways. And then, like I said, as they evolved, eventually these all these members came together to tour together in this huge spectacle of these live shows as parliament funkadelic now parliament over their career made 10 studio albums as just parliament funkadelic made 16 so that's 26 fucking albums it's a lot of music yeah and they were eventually of course given a lot of accolades for this they were inducted into the rock and roll hall of fame in 2019 and was given a grammy for lifetime achievement So they did a lot of amazing things, but probably what I think, again, going back to our thesis of Maggot Brain, why Maggot Brain is being discussed today, as opposed to all the others, is I feel like it's this perfect cross-section of equal parts experimentation and everything that I feel like 
Parliament was still doing, but Funkadelic was pushing, and it came together in this perfect union that is this album, Maggot Brain. And there's only like, what, eight tracks or six tracks? How many tracks are oh, on there? Oh, no, yeah, not eight no. tracks. It was six. six. Six tracks, six tracks on there. I mean, excuse me, seven, seven tracks. Mm-hmm. There's seven tracks total. Well, partly, yeah, seven I, tracks. you probably feel that be- that way because uh, Maggot Brain, the actual title track, which which kicks off the album with Eddie Hazel. Is, yeah. is yeah with Eddie Hazel is a in kind of an improv jam set. So it's not it's not a traditional song. It's like a composition, you know, think of people jamming in the garage. But I mean, but it's and we'll get to this in a minute. Yeah, it, okay. It is I have a lot to it say is, about it. Yeah, yeah, it is a it's still a beautiful piece, an amazing piece and groundbreaking in a lot of ways. But before we get there, let's uh, let's take a little break. We'll be right back, guys. This episode is brought to you by Liquid IV. Guys, if you don't know what Liquid IV is, we'll buckle up because I'm going to throw you a game changer. Liquid IV is a hydration multiplier that not only tastes great, but is a non-GMO electric light drink mix. Powered by cellular transport technology to deliver hydration to the body faster and more efficiently than water can just do alone. One stick contains three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks with five essential vitamins. Now, I pride myself on telling you about things that I either already like or just use in my everyday life. And I have to say, I've actually been a fan of Liquid IV for a long, long time now. I use it for everything from, you know, just long runs to stay in shape, all those late nights with those after hours or just when I'm feeling a little dehydrated. I turn to it so it could just, my God, set me straight, make me feel like a million bucks again, and just get me ready for the day. So please head on over to their website. That's liquid-iv.com to check out their amazing line of products. And get this, when you use promo code Art of the Beholder, all one word, you'll get 20% off your order. Now, if you need a little direction on where to start, I recommend Lemon Lime. Guys, you're going to love it won't be disappointed so please give it a shot and get more fuel for life's adventures now back to the show okay we are back miss parsons and now it's time to talk about maga brain itself from top to bottom as we like to do let's give the kids a little history lesson first Mm -hmm. it was released on july 12th 1971. It's short and sweet, but feels huge. It only clocks in at 36 minutes and 56 seconds, but feels like it's an hour long because of the production and the musicianship and the power. It was, of course, produced by George Clinton, and it was the final album, as already talked about, that was recorded by the original Funkadelic lineup. Now, as already talked about, the album is very rock-heavy, with a lot of psychedelic forms of rock and roll at the time with funk infusions. But it's it's also, God, when you really dig in there, it's a lot of things. It's gospel, mm-hmm. it's it's folk, it's country, it's it's, it's hip hop. Intellectual it's, stream of consciousness. <laughs> oh my God, and we'll get there. Actually, yeah. we can get there right now because the very first track is the album title. It is Maggot Brain. Mm-hmm. And... I want to I want to start with this. I want to I want to start by asking you a little question. Sure. What is it? There's something about rock and roll. There's something about when artists infuse their sound with rock and roll that becomes transcendental. 
what is why is when artists do this why is rock and roll so sexy so seductive you know regardless of language and culture like it is it is eaten up by the world internationally but why why do you think it's so attractive because it's the sounds of the cosmos that's what i think like um Mm. rock and roll tends to sound like a man like crying his soul out you know um same thing with a lot of like you can say that about a lot of genres but rock and roll itself is pretty much like almost like that if you kind of separate if you take a moment to step back and think about all of these wild sounds in our world right in our everyday world and you hear the sounds of the the galaxy outside if you could rock and roll is kind of like a cleaner version of that Mm. that's kind of what i think that's my stream of consciousness for you i i've always been is there's something a bit about uh this specific kind of rock and roll because it has a 12 bar blues and Mm -hmm. you know that kind of the birth of harder rock or heavy metal things like that rock and roll that was made popular by Jimi hendrix we saw we we hear a lot of eddie hazel's guitar work in here that was clearly inspired by Jimi hendrix and there's something that is so moving Mm -hmm. about guitar work like that especially the solo work where i just feel you know this is where i get really hippy dippy this is like where i'm the closest to to being a true blue hippie where i just i can close my 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 eyes and feel so moved by the music oh yeah oh me too sometimes i'm i listen I'll listen to this album or great albums in general driving. I'm like, you can't close your eyes. <laughs> you're driving. <laughs> yeah, don't do it while you're driving. Don't do it while you're driving. But um, yeah, call me old fashioned. You want to keep your eyes open when you drive. But Mag, like the first track on that album in general um, is, is supposed to be one of the most memorable car- guitar riffs in like history, some people say, because it's his, Eddie Hazel's like masterpiece. It is. Um, yes. Let's, so let's, let's, Let's let's dig in. Mm-hmm. Let's let's deep dive. So, Maggot Brain is essentially a improv set by mm-hmm. guitarist Eddie Hazel, and it's a long form solo. It starts with and that is George Clinton uh, talking about Mother Earth. So let's give the good people. I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna recite it now. So, mm-hmm. uh, Mother Earth is pregnant for the third time. For y'all have knocked her up. I have tasted the maggots in the mind of the universe. I was not offended. For I knew I had to rise above it all or drown in my own shit. So I feel like this really sets the tone for the album. And we immediately get a very, very simple arrangement of a... It's an arpeggio of uh, the eventual uh, key he'll be using, Eddie Hazel, as he solos over it. And George Clinton has pushed it way into the background. You have to really turn it up to and I this is purposeful you have to really turn it up to hear the guitar mel- melody that that do 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 you know over mm-hmm. and over again it's in 3 or you can read it as 6 8 or triplets in common time however you want to you know hear it in minors your mind. and it, minors and major chords was like right that's what i heard somebody say in an interview like well i'm just talking about the 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 rhythm theory right mm-hmm. now okay so yeah it's it's not written in just traditional common time but you can listen to it that way because since um since the arpeggios and most of the music is designed in in three counts mm-hmm. so one two three one two mm-hmm. three so it can be six eight or they can be triplets that can be counted every four every four threes don't get don't worry about that that's not important the important part is that now the drums guitar line the treble and the bass 
which is really just one note, every bar Mm -hmm. of six is pushed way into the background because it allows that guitar solo to annihilate your melt your brain with power. And when that comes in, then you're on the roller coaster ride. I liken it to this since they like to use like, you know, cosmology in their imagery and things like that. What George Clinton did for us was he invited us on their spaceship and he flew us to their very funky, funkadelic planet in a galaxy far, far away. And then we got to go out and have this amazing party of glitz, glitter and LSD with them. (laughs) That's how the album brings you in and takes you because right after this then we're we get into more and more traditional song structure because yeah. maggot brain is 10 minutes except for the last song but we'll get into that <laughs> yeah the last song it's, yeah this album is what's called a book ended with two similar tracks maggot brain is the improv mm-hmm. melt your brain guitar solo that changed guitar work forever and then we get at the end a version of that that's a little more orchestrated. I was listening to a couple of interviews. It was interesting. They said that like how it starts with the minor and major chords. And apparently that's something that they say that you couldn't do together. Mm. And they did it. And then Eddie just like went off and created this like masterpiece. And when uh, George is talking before that or and throughout it, when he's like, through your mind and your ass will follow. He's like, <laughs> I just I just said that. He's like, <laughs> I just came. I, it just. I thought that was hilarious. Free <laughs> your mind and your ass which will ended, fall. You know, it's funny. That's my favorite I, album title that they've ever written. That album. I have that album's fantastic. Free your mind and your ass will follow. The one with the woman, well, blue, and the woman with her legs up. You know what I'm oh, talking guys. about? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. That one's. That one's. That's. Is that the one you're talking about? That one's yeah. great. Oh yeah, yeah. But he was just like, I just. But then when you think about it, it is brilliant. Like if you free your mind, yeah, your your little butthole's gonna come up and follow you. Like, <laughs> Like when I was here, I was like, yeah, 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 he's right. And it is such an asset for people who have done acid or who haven't. It is something that does really free your mind and your perspective. It's literally cliche. Your perspective does change. But like I used to not like metal. Oh, my God. Metal is so much like classical music because you'd hear a lot of metalheads Mm. say that. And, you know, Parliament Funkadelic is very much, if you strip it away, it is. There's classical music in there. And then you have like classic jazz. You just have to like where without those things you wouldn't have. You wouldn't have uh, Maggot Brain. So, yeah, I'm going off. on I'm going off on a tangent. but No, T-Book Tangent Quarter. Give it to us. But that's like the whole point (laughs) of the album, too, is it is. Yes, it gets a little cleaner in certain parts, but it is supposed to like let your free your consciousness. That's why I'm letting myself just fucking talk because <laughs> that's kind of like the inspiration of George in itself. And as legend has it, this was indeed done in one take because what the historians say, the musicologists say, is that George Clinton, of course, under the influence of LSD, <laughs> told guitarist Eddie Hazel. Oh, yeah, they Hazel, can't sleep, right? Or they can shower? I don't I don't know that history of like them making the album, but he told him to play that solo as if he had been told his mother was dead. He instructed him to picture that day, what Mm. he would feel like, how he would make sense of his life, how he would take a measure of everything that was inside him and let it out through his guitar. See, George is a director. I mean, that's what a producer producer is. That's what a producer is. But like the way he he's 
like the yes that's what a producer is but the way he like describes things is almost like a movie director which makes sense because his their performances are like watching like some psychedelic space show you know (laughs) and that again so we are as the audience we are in the spaceship. We travel to their funky planet. And then we get to have the party with them, which leads us to track number two. Can you get to that? Now, this one is a, a very much a left turn from mm-hmm. Maggot Brain because now we're getting a little more country, get a little more folk, get a little more gospel. And uh, I want to know. Um, oh, with, it's, uh, is, it's, so, the it's vocal featured in a lot great. of stuff, too. And a lot of people. Yeah, didn't, isn't this the track that I sent uh, you. you sent me something and. It was some Patricia Arquette show. It's a new show that's like coming out. And I was listening to the album again because I listen to it at least once a week in general or let's yeah. P Funk in general. So, and that came on like Instagram. I was like, it's like it's listening to me. I was like, wait a minute, is that? Yeah, our phones listen to us all the fucking time. And then, and then, uh, can know you how to advertise. Get, can you get to? <laughs> I want to know. I like good. that little baritone. Yeah. <laughs> part so yeah good. it's it's great it's, it's clean it's, it's clean it's, that's almost kind of clean, clean. Yeah, yeah this could have been a parliament song you know it's very four on the floor very straightforward excellent um little piece of funky pop song structure that leads us to track number three hit it and quit it so when they're when they're talking about hitting it and quitting it miss parson mm-hmm. are, are we talking about sexy time here? i always I thought this. this was the first song that i ever heard and i and then, like, I connected it to this album. You right. know, like, you hear the single, um, hit it or quit it. I- I'm pretty sure yeah. it's about... Sexy time. Sexy time. <laughs> Are we 80? It's about sexy time. <laughs> I like saying sexy time. I think it's funny. I think it's, like, cute. and But you're, you get your point across. Sma- so, yeah. Some people say smash, and I hate when people say smash. Nah, well, that's, like, Ugh. fucking incel, you know, YouTuber culture because they're, Ooh, like, smash. saying smash or pass with, like, fucking... Ugh. It's Pokemon such a I feel characters. Like it's so degrading, but I've heard a lot of people say smash. I'm like, fucking hate that word. It's semantics. I mean, there's probably yeah. things that we all like that are probably degrading to other people. Probably hit it and quit it is kind of degrading. I like that. <laughs> you like the hit it and quit it? <laughs> well, because like I guess it can be it can be degrading in a way because you're just saying, like, well, I'm gonna sleep with that person and then I'm out. I'm bouncing. Yeah, (laughs) gotta hit it or quit it. (laughs) So yeah, another great track that, um, of course, features. Remember, this is such a psychedelic rock infused album. So we're not only getting um, an amazing, I I will say this, a a killer organ solo in the bridge. In the second bridge, we're getting more, more face melting guitar solo work from Eddie Hazel. Mm -hmm. Oh, I thought you were about to. I thought you were about to dive into something. Yeah. No, I'm and you just did like, that big inhale. Oh, no. I was no, scratching my back. <laughs> You're scratching your back. <laughs> I want to know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that brings us to track number four. I, I you know, I usually, this, I, I usually say, oh, let's hold our favorite album or song to the mm-hmm. very end, you know, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it. this is probably one of my favorites on the album is you and your folks. Why is that? My folks. Yeah. I just explain. I love I love um, the vocal arrangements. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you can really hear the DNA of hip hop here. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like a lot of artists in the 80s and 90s were like, ooh. 
let's let's borrow some of the ideas, oh, put 100%. our spin on it, we'll get into evolve that it too. Yeah, yeah, because you can hear it in the piano line, the rhythm section, and it's just like me and my folks and you and, and you. Folks. It's just like yeah. I, I'm just like bouncing, fucking, you know, singing it, it to is you so, right now. It is such rock, like funk yeah. rock music. It, it, yeah. Like when you when you really like think about it and you step back, you're like out of all of the albums, would you say you think this is the most rock? This is the most rock? Yeah. Oh out of uh, all no, no. Okay. God, God no. Super stupid is. Super stupid good. I was curious. Super stupid is the is the Jimi Hendrix like tribute song cool. pretty much. Cool. I just wanted like, to see what you'd say. Cool, cool. Okay. Oh well, did you think it was this one? No. What'd you think? No, oh. no, no. But I I mean it's it's very I will rock. Fight you, Miss Parsons. <laughs> no, no. I again. I'm not great. Sometimes I always my brain with the my dyslexia, like the names get muddled up in my head. That's why I have to write down notes all the time, or I'll like forget. So I was like, super stupid. Yeah, I think you're right. Oh yeah. I think all of them are really, but yeah, this is one of the top. Rock yeah, this albums. one is most like uh, you and your folks, me and my folks. Yeah, this one is the you most, you know, rhythmic, mm-hmm. and yeah, it has that bounce. I wish and we can play the hip-hop. little tracks, but yeah, we, we, we can't. can't. I can't. I, I'm excited to maybe have uh, some some of um, your colleagues, some musicians, because if they own the rights to their music, uh, then we can play their music finally. Oh, the they show, do. Yeah, you know. So yeah. yeah, we can actually play the music, and like, I hope have we can. play us yeah. out. You, you know, will. Kind of I, yeah. I have lots of musician friends that I can. Oh man, hook it up! Yeah, yeah bring them over. Let's 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 party. Let's let's bring them over to the the mothership connection, and we'll fly <laughs> them over to Planet Maggot Brain and fucking do this shit. Uh, that's so great <laughs> with you and your folks and me and my folks. Yeah, so yeah. Come on, so, let's go. No, oh, <laughs> I want to know. Um, so yeah, that leads us to track number. Yeah, I I brought that up because. I have, I always say like, oh, I'm trying to be professional and be like, oh, let's hold our favorite thing to the end. So people will want to, you know, listen to that part. And then I forget it. Me and Buck just did a show mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, now save your song till the very end. And then we, I realized when I was listening it back, I was like, oh, we fuck, forgot to fucking talk about that. So especially um, we're talking about these guys, man. We got to just go with the flow. We just got to like, let well, it, so let, yeah, let, with let our the juices flow, flow going. Yeah, I, I'm <laughs> now we're on the topic. So I'm just going to ask you right now, what is your favorite song? <laughs> song on the album, on the I'm, album? I'm, I'm gonna forget, I'm gonna forget. <sighs> um can you <laughs> <laughs> you're like what's wrong with this girl i asked myself no no i love it i love every your performances day. No, i love it no, <sighs> no, no 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 bring bring the parsons every bring this parsons every time Grandpa. Every um no no, no i want this i would every say time. Uh, can can you get to, can you get to that that one really can you oh, get to that why? or hit it or quit it why? It's just so fun. It just uplifts you. You're just like want to dance in the car and like. I, that is true. Yeah, I get. I it. mean okay. that. Now I get it. Wars of Armageddon, hilarious. Like it's. I start cracking up on that, but it's not my. That's just, like not everything really in the kitchen sink. It's like we're really just throwing stuff. in it's baby just... sounds and cows mooing and flat, we just yeah, farting. flatulence. Yeah, like <laughs> the farting cracks me up. Anyway, we're skipping I around remember, a lot. Yeah, when I first heard that, I was like. I, I thought I thought they were doing trying to do something else, and I was like, no, no, they're doing exactly that. No, no, I was wrong. Yeah, don't worry, we'll pull it back. Let's do a Novo pullback. I think hit her to quit it. I might hit go back. Quit and, it? I go back and forth, but hit her to quit just because that was like the song that brought me to this album. 
Yeah. You know, and I, then I was, that's what brought me to like, oh shit, yeah, this is Funkadelic. I'm like, oh shit, yeah, they're the same people. I was like, but they're not. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, Lucy I was Collins. confused. Yeah. I was confused all the fucking time when I was a kid. Actually, what brings me to another T-Book Tangent Corner, where, how young were you when you first learned of this outfit? Uh, uh, like I always knew who George, George Clinton. Clinton. Oh my god! Since I was little, like who's that crazy man with that amazing hair? Like I just always you'd always. How see young him. do you think you were? Well, I think because I always loved hip hop and rap, and like I was born eighty four. You were born eighty four too, right? Like 85. so eighty five. Yeah. So like oh, I'm older than you, bitch. So <laughs> yep, you are. You're the wise one in the room now. Yeah. Um. So like and i know that you would hear a lot of like those loop tracks that you would hear with dr dre and sure. snoop dogg and de la soul me my you know me myself and i like oh that thing that's parliament so like i think like and then you would see that guy in the video and you're like who the fuck is this crazy man and then you're just kind of like i love the colors and his, he always had purple in his hair so i think i was probably like I don't know. Maybe like 13, 14, 13, 13 14. I, I can strangely put a very specific timestamp on when I learned of not only the band, but uh, George Clinton and the entire culture. I was nine or 10 because I was, I loved, you know, when you're a kid, you don't know good movies from bad movies. So of mm -hmm. course I liked a lot of really bad movies. And there was this movie that was trying to be animal house. It was about a bunch of, it was a college story about these college kids. And uh, the movie was called PCU. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I remember this, you did see it. No, no, I don't. Okay. I don't, yeah. um, well, it was, <laughs> it was funny because I remember distinctly, you know, I have this memory as a young, young boy watching this movie and then there's this part in the plot where they I think they have to like have a fundraiser or something, you know, to save the frat or some stupid pl fucking plot line. <laughs> and of course, the only, you know, the band they get in the movie is the real real life George Clinton and his P-Funk All-Stars. And they they go crazy being like, oh, my God, it's George Clinton. And it's oh, I love the P-Funk All-Stars and all this stuff. And I remember that really that really staying mm -hmm. with me. Oh, wow. Like, I love that. Who? That's a great story. I was like, who? Who, are these real people like who is, is this just in the movie are these re real people and in hindsight it was clearly like the writer or the director was like a huge fan and just like shoehorned them into the, the plot mm -hmm. like they could have like because of the plot was so thin they could have used any famous musician right to save the frat or save the you know whatever thing but they used they used specifically george clinton and the p-funk all-stars and that always really stayed with me um so to this day yeah about nine or ten when he came onto my radar and the the rest as they say is history i love that I, we yeah. should go around and ask more people let's like randomly record ourselves and be like when was the first time that you when was the first time well we're trying to get in that uh for some extra content trying to get in the habit of if you have some time i know you got to run after after we do the show of just kind of talking about everything and nothing, you know, because we have all this energy from doing the, like, the really me, professional I shows. I would love to talk to you after the show because I really don't want to go up to what I have to deal with at my parents' house. So, oh, <laughs> life, life. Uh, let's pull people. it back. Okay. Yeah, let's pull it back to people tell like the good people shit. about uh, track number five. Yes, yes. Super stupid. The 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 Jimi Hendrix sounding tune. The the inspiration. Mm -hmm. Again, we have amazing guitar work. Again, I mean this. I mean this riff. This riff. Do the riff for us because you're good at this. 
I well, I have to hear it. I don't want to. Um, I know and, I'm having a hard time hearing. I like I have to. Well, hear the, yeah, the, this riff, right this riff would make you know the riff masters blush. The you know Jimmy Page and all those guys, yeah. and even Jimi Hendrix himself. And um, this one was yeah, this one was the most rocking. You know, there was I mean there was very little funk in this one. This one it's was all the, rock. You know, because we yeah. were just talked about it a minute ago when you were like, well, what do you think? Novo and I was like, oh no, it's super stupid. I knew right away. I was it's like, no, most... this is my yeah, this is the most rock rock and song rock on that song. album. I was talking about album in general. What was the most rock album? Rock album in general oh, of theirs. Album? Yeah, oh, of, of theirs. theirs. Yeah. Um. God, I don't. That's a good question. That's what Ooh. I was saying, and I was like, I thought this is one of them, but I couldn't really think of like the oh, other yeah. albums. And then I got a lot of the funkadelic ones. Well, yeah. as they and but as they went, you know, went on, they got a little more. I don't know, uh, reserved, we could say. Eddie like, Hazel Nation... wasn't in all of them. Right. right? Well, yeah. This, yeah, this is one of the last ones he was in. And uh, like One Nation Under a Group, we've already talked about that. Yeah. Was was kind of like a parliament album. Like it was more funky. It was more like kind of grounded, Messy. a little yeah. more reserved. You know, this one was so experimental. You know, this was Sgt. Pepper's. This was let's take a bunch of drugs and write an album kind of album you know kind of thing mm-hmm. which we like to cover on our show a lot yeah. is the let's take a bunch of drugs kind of music and then and then write an album and then we get to talk about it on yeah. the show yeah so yeah now i uh track number 6 how do you feel about back in our back in our minds um well, my brain is drawing a blank which is really embarrassing right now it's uh, it's a little it's a little uh, departure i i don't want to say a weaker entry in the in the album but it is um I, I have a feeling some people may skip this guy. I never skip any song on the album. I don't. I usually that. don't. It's so I short. Like, it's like it's such oh, a yeah. short. And I'm always like, it's over already. And then it goes to like other songs. And I was like, I want to listen to it again. We That's exactly what I sound like. In our minds again. Um, that one. Yeah, that song yeah. is very. That's hip. Very. That gets into a little more hippie. We are back. And, uh, it's it's classic like 70s little hippie kind yeah, of yeah the like, harmony the vocal harmony sounds very, like yeah. it'd be on like a co- little like, motowny that's why you know used to write for motowny it's an homage yeah. to probably their roots yeah yeah there yeah, you no, thank I you like for it. helping good me. answer yeah. yeah good answer no, homage like to it. their roots because it's coming homage. towards the end and like hey let's just do a little classic homage it's our last al- did they know it was going to be their last album together this one for fun no god no that's part of the history i didn't want to dive into because we don't have all goddamn no day. i, I they, watched... they got into there's so many legal disputes in their history and there were so many like you know i was joking about them getting into drugs and stuff and they a lot of them really got addicted and like of so they, that's they why they would drop <laughs> off the map you know they would be like oh this guy's like addicted to this and like we haven't heard from him in a month well we gotta move on the you know like <laughs> This train's still going. We got to just, you know. Of course they did. It's like probably why gangster rap love them because they're so <laughs> Gangster rappers are like. Like the show must go on kind of, you know, I know that feeling. I, I feel that way a lot where I'm like, sorry, the show must go on. Like we got to keep going. So, yeah. Sorry uh, you fell off. Tough titties. Yeah. Somebody was saying the beginning of that makes sense. Like with maggot brain. Cause I just, I watched this really cool documentary on YouTube that was like, Oh yeah, yeah, this is good. It was, it was very like grainy as fuck, but <laughs> they were so grainy. I was like, what am I watching? But, um, <laughs> the, he was saying like maggot brain, the intro going back to it with Eddie Hazel. It's like a man coming off heroin. Oh, like yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Crying his heart out. Cause I was like, they say that's one of the worst I've never done heroin. They, y'all, they, but. they worked hard and played harder. Like these yeah. guys were like, 
you know the 70s musicians you kind of have to be be comfortable wearing revolution you have to be you have to be be comfortable wearing that like polyester shit on stage and sweating for eight hours i like i don't know i like (laughs) i like their look i like their imagery i like that they were like larger than life you know with their uh use of science fiction i know you're a sci-fi head i love it you know it's just so fun um, but yeah pull, pull back track six back in our minds you know it's very percussive it has a, a really nice, you know, complete band instrumental outro. Mm-hmm. It's, um, yeah, I don't want to use a weaker entry, but I, I feel like you said it a lot better. It was, just, I think it was very intentional. It was a classic yeah. Motown homage, you know, very, very rich uh, vocal performances and harmonies. Um, and again, it was almost like, you know, a lot of these things are still, you know, though, uh, though they're, the people that were running the show are kind of mad hatters like George Clinton. You know, there's yeah. a lot of there. There's still a lot of thought and forethought and no coincidences kind of thing that goes into making these albums and also putting the tracks together. And it's almost we probably needed a little break from Super Stupid. And we got that in back in our minds before we went into track seven to end mm-hmm. the album with Wars of Armageddon, which is ev- everything. <laughs> it is like everything Every they wanted to do to and it. say. <laughs> It's everything. Every time that comes on and I'm driving, I just start laughing because, you know, you zone out. And then I'm like, what's happening right now in my car? (laughs) Oh, man. It's like a little it's like a little Easter egg hunt of all the little, you know, it's like I said in in the beginning. It's a it's a lot like maggot brain in a way, because this was there was clearly these these improvisational jam out sections, usually Mm -hmm. in the bridge. But it was a little more orchestrated, a little more grounded, a little more uh written before you know ahead of time kind of thing yeah you know with these like incredible drums and percussion and organ and then yeah they started bringing in the effects like the baby crying and the people yelling and the straight up fucking flatulence even to small skits which we later see in hip-hop uh you know in the it's 90s very and 2000s. like uh performance art abstract oh, like yeah. yeah it's something that you go to the moma and you're just standing in like a room in black and like some weird person runs by naked and then there's all these sounds like that's kind of so, like what's like, happening but 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 then you're still like that 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 adds up yeah that's on brand that that makes sense you know we have an instrumental bridge of this improv jam that includes cuckoo clocks and cows mooing and trains railing and it's all held down by a fucking cowbell like the uh, the constant cowbell oh yeah (laughs) that's like throughout the album you hear the fucking cowbell and then we get like spoken word poetry too, like more mm-hmm. power to the people talk, which is clearly uh, he some starts guy. with that and then he ends with it. So it's kind of yeah. like this, like he's like you know f- the snake eating the tail is coming full circle. Oh, oh, or worse, yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 I like that. Thanks. And then, like you already <laughs> joked about, then we get you know. At first, I was I was like, what am I hearing? And I was like, no, they're just imitating straight up flatulence. Like this is just. <laughs> You know, but with the more power to the people, um, a little spoken word poetry thing. I'm like, is it is it all flatulence? Is it is it queefing? I'm like, how how far do I want to think about what they're doing? Like, how far do I want to go into this weird rabbit hole of of their art? I hope it's queefing. Is it like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Because he's talking about, you know, more 
pussy to the power. And oh, more, he does. Yeah, he goes you into know, that. More pussy to the people. More pussy. And like, more pussy. And, uh, yeah. and I'm like, wait, what are we getting <laughs> at here? Like, this is me trying to be really highbrow about lowbrow shit where I'm like trying to really analyze the 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 philosophy that knows. is going into He's this song. Stream of consciousness. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think yeah. I think a lot of it is just like they were on drugs and they're just like, why don't we just do this? Let's uh-huh. just add this shit in. And it it really come, but it, it again. It, this is still a lot of smart people in a room. It still comes together, and I you know I even feel like you know using my metaphor of us you know the story of us the audience being taken up in their spaceship to go to this funky planet to party. It kind of ends with these effects of of an explosion, you know, or mm-hmm. in my metaphor, the rocket engines, you know, going off and us flying back down to earth kind of thing Mm -hmm. and and then of course it cycles it circles back kind of to your point of like you know the tail eating itself or boros is it ends in in with the sound of a heartbeat Mm. and a quick splice of the music before it allows to go back into maggot brain again and that's where we're talking about it kind of it kind of made me think of the mother earth reference again that's i was just thinking in my head too mother earth has what does he say? Mother Earth is um, my Mother God. Earth <laughs> my is brain. pregnant for the third time. <laughs> for y'all have knocked her up. Yeah, that's what he says. Thank you. I have tested. I have tasted the maggots in the mind of the universe. I was not offended, for I knew I had to rise above it all or drown in my own shit. I mean, he is a poet. I mean, I <laughs> he's a Billy Co original beatnik poet. I mean, he's very. I know you know. I know you love poetry. I do. We do click need... here to listen to our Leonard Cohen. I would love to. We should do a poetry thing. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I have okay, an idea. We're, we're I'll, I'll talk on to air. you. I'll t- pitch I'll... meeting right now. Yeah, I'll talk to you about it after because I was talking to my friend about it about some poetry stuff. But yeah, I, like I mean, it. all music is most music. Uh, good music poetry, yeah. is poetry. Yeah. Good music. It's, it's grounded in it. Absolutely. So let's talk legacy. Let's. I, I feel like we would not have a lot of the music we have today without Maggot Brain. No, we wouldn't. No, I, 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 that's like one of my conclusion talks is we wouldn't have because um, so many R&B artists and hip hop, the, the evolution of hip hop kind of came from P-Funk and Maggot Brain and Parliament, like all of those and the rock bands too, mm. like what so many like Red Hot Chili Peppers and Talking oh, yeah. Heads. What's his name? Work with Talking Heads. Yeah, that's you why I said that. New Wave in the intro. Like it kind of yeah. led to that, and then it the led to the hip hop yeah. in the nineties or it's... late eighties, nineties. G Funk, Gangsta Funk. Yeah, had that. Doctor Dre, and Let yeah. Me Ride, Snoop Dogg, Murder Was the Case. Those are all looped. <laughs> Ice Cube love like Ice Cube loves them. It's just and George Clinton loved that he sampled their work because he he would be like, well, another payday. Yeah, <laughs> like, I get to go back on vacation. They're like Bootsy Collins is always in like a lot of rap. I love me some Bootsy. Ugh. I love his voice. I love his that solo. Voice. That yeah, his yeah. voice. <gasps> Wait, I was gonna try to do Bootsy. I was gonna try to do it and I stalled. <laughs> what does he always say? Yabba dabba doo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to, again, I'm a pretty good mimic. I have to hear it. I have to, kind of like when we did the um, Hitchcock, you know, show. And oh, you I, did? I would George. imitate, yeah, like I, whatever his name was, the actor that he used over and over again. Since mm-hmm. I like heard it in my head so many times, I have to kind of practice too. I'm not, Philip's really great at this. Philip oh, can like just like he, pull it out out of nowhere. I have to like really practice to do the mimics, yeah. you know, and do the impressions. 
we should just like all I'll just be try laughing to audition the for whole time. SNL. We should. We need, we need like a comedy. SN- uh, Philip would be um, great on SNL. We'll, we'll, we'll always do a T-Buck change the corner to give, give some praise to our peers and colleagues. No, we, yeah. love, we love our team. But uh, before we go, we got to tell the good people why. Why study? Probably not only MAGA brain, but I would say all of P-Funk's full history sound of discography. Tell the good people why, Miss Parsons. Because we wouldn't have the music we have today without them, at least as far as new wave and hip hop and um, like all of like gangster rap. Like if you really are like um, love all of those and you're just going to naturally like I love um, Funkadelic and Parliament. It's just kind of like whether you realize it or not you're gonna kind of love it but if you also i have i have a look came to my head if you want to feel free and have a good time and really like let your soul fly you gotta listen to funkadelic oh yeah there you go there i go there you go there you have it folks there you have it poet in me george clinton and his maggot brain from top to bottom i want to thank you for listening of course i want to thank my guest miss parsons killing it as always oh i try keep up the good work i knew succeed but before we go, we got a little extra for you, a little cherry on top with what we call the gym of the week. If you're new to the show, don't know what the gym of the week is. It's something we like to talk about here at the end of our shows that doesn't always fit into the scheme of the topic. And that's why we got to talk about it here, because it may just be on our radar in the last day, last week, maybe last month. But we want to give it to you guys so you guys can dig deeper. Before we talk gyms, let's talk sponsors. Today's gyms are brought to you by Zencaster. Zencaster is our go-to tool for remote podcast recordings. What's great is that you can record separate audio and video tracks, and it's all backed up on a secured cloud so you never lose your hard work. Even better, it's easy to use and there's nothing to download. So go to zen.ai, that's z-e-n.ai slash art of the beholder, or just use promo code art of the beholder and get 30% off your first three months with a pro account. Now back to the gyms. Now I, uh, you know what? I want to do kind of an indie indie music set of gyms today. Oh, okay. Okay, me too. All right. I I didn't I, we didn't talk about this in our pre-show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we should promote Indianola. Oh my god, that's what voice. I was going to say. <laughs> Let's promote some Indianola. Right. I, I love- really did like it. I re- I was like, "Whoa, Great. this is pretty good shit." Damn. Yeah. I was like, well, well, I'm pretty bored when you sent it to me." A talented, beautiful man. So, yeah, yeah it's I and he's yeah. So, I was just funny. We did not talk about this, but that was going to be my gem of the week. So, we'll just we'll, we'll share have the same we're, we're, gem we're of the week. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad you liked it. He's so chill, really easy to talk to. He's um super intellectual when it comes like obviously full of knowledge comes to music and um he's got such a great voice like talking voice too which like makes sense when you hear it but his voice has really evolved and you guys should really check indianola out now before we go tell the good people how they can get a hold of you alexandra underscore parsons is on my instagram you can always dm me and alexandra parsons designs at gmail.com if you want to email me um, and there's a lot alexandraparsons.com if you want to just see my work there you go guys you know what to do on our end if you like that you can always check us out at novadayproductions.com I've said this a million gazillion billion jillion times you know where to get us you know follow us at all our socials like subscribe do all the things you want to be on the show you know reach out to us at novadaymedia gmail.com and until next time you know what to do we'll see you in the next one so be good to each other and as always good luck and godspeed we love you Art of the Beholder is brought to you by Novo Day Productions, created and hosted by Novo Day and the Novo Day Collective. Facebook.com slash Novo Day Media, at Novo Day Media on Twitter and Instagram. 
Music by A Company, facebook.com slash acomusic123, Aco on Spotify. Logo design by Tom Justice, J-E-S-T-U-S, of thejusticecompany.com, and executively produced by Clayton Anderson. All rights reserved.